you guys welcome back to vibing in valentino thank you so much for joining me this week there is a bird chirping i don't know if you guys can hear it right outside my window <laughs> before we get into our conversation with our guest of the week i want to tell you guys all about something that i am not obsessed with but i implore each and every single one of you guys to watch it's my weekly weakness to speak and it is the movie or the documentary 13th on netflix and it is about the 13th amendment which abolished slavery quote unquote but you know now the slavery system has been turned into the prison system and it's very very eye-opening i watched it for the first time this week because the black lives matter movement might not get the same amount of media attention that it did a week ago or two weeks ago but that means that we all have to fight that much harder to keep it in the forefront of our minds and our thoughts and our consciousness and urge the people around us to keep it at the forefront of their consciousness as well because this is not a one and done this is an ongoing movement an ongoing progressive journey that we all have to take part in and do what we can to you know the support of the movement comes in different ways you can sign petitions you can make monetary donations but i think what's really really important is that we have that conversation first of all with ourselves and look at the actions that we could do to help the movement or actions that we might have done in the past it's time to have an honest conversation first with ourselves about where we stand on the matter if we're passionate about joining the fight have a conversation with the rest of the people around you your close friends and family members and open their eyes up to what's really going on and the inequality in the world and the injustices in the world i know that for me growing up overseas this was something that i honestly until i went to america for college i had no idea the magnitude of like tearing up talking about it <laughs> i've been consuming so much um so many things on this topic and i had no idea black population in america was struggling so badly i just didn't know like we rarely see black people in thailand and when we did we treated them like we would any other foreigner which was actually way beyond how we treat um other thai people you know we were a tourist-based country and whenever if we see foreigners the locals just love them so i didn't know you know the magnitude of this whole injustice and when I moved to America, I started seeing all these things. Um, I remember the first one I really saw that was crazy to me was Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman um, because I think that was in when I was going to undergrad and that was when I just moved out to America. And, you know, I didn't know about Emmett Till. I had no idea. I did not know about um, so many instances before that because it just it didn't garner worldwide attention like that and my eyes are open and i stand in solidarity with the black lives matter movement 100 percent and i don't i'm willing to you know have these difficult conversations and honestly i actually have had this conversation with my family and my extended family members because they really compared it to <clears throat> when i was living over there they were saying that you know it's a good thing you moved back to thailand because you know the white americans will always treat everybody else like second class citizens it doesn't matter you know this that and the third and i was like yeah but don't, is that not a problem like don't you guys see that as a problem instead of just you know being relieved which is understandable that they are that i took myself out of a country that is white centric um don't you guys see that as a problem that that's the case and so we had this conversation and i urge each and every one of you to have these kinds of conversations with the people closest to you it's time for a change and 2020 has been a year of changes and it's been a year of everybody coming together i'm sorry i know you guys hear some weird engine 
you know, motorcycle engines going on in the background. But it's really been a year of collective consciousness, is what I will say. And <clears throat> I just hope that, you know, ev- after everything that we will go through this year, that everybody gets to start over, humanity gets to start over, and we can build it the right way. So, 13th on Netflix. Please go check it out. It's at this point imperative that you guys do. (laughs) One last thing, some housekeeping stuff before we get into our conversation with our guest of the week. If you guys are looking to purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong, it is at-home friendly, or you guys can take it into the gym if you want. If you guys are trying to book a one-hour consultation with me over the phone or over Zoom or Skype about anything fitness and nutrition related. Also, you ladies, if you guys just want to have a girl talk with me, if you guys have, it's basically an hour of coaching on anything that you want. Open a few emails only for the moment, just because I've had some really weird creeps try to book an appointment with me and it just was not not what i'm here for guys not what i'm here for (laughs) okay you guys can do all of that at vibinginvalentino.com okay let's go into our conversation with our guest of the week So our guest this week is a tarot reader and entrepreneur. She does psychic prediction readings and relays divine messages from the universe on YouTube and she has started a business, Bow Life, where she sells stunning crystal jewelry and accessories. Vanessa Smaina, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, of course. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. My name is Vanessa Samina. I'm 23 years old and I live in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love spending time with my two dogs going on walks in the nature because in my day-to-day life, I'm very much active on the internet. As mm-hmm. you know, my businesses all run online. Yeah. So just having that balance is really important to me. And just like you're into lots of different aspects of life, I'm mm-hmm. into spirituality, I'm into traveling, and also the finer things of life, as I yeah. feel like it's kind of a fluid transition. You yeah. know, I don't feel as though you have to necessarily say that you're one or the other so yeah 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 so how old were you when you realized you had you know this ability like tell us the story of how you discovered this gift that you have that's a really interesting one because for me personally it wasn't one specific moment where I felt like okay I have an ability to kind of read things for me it was more kind of a feeling that I've always had so as a child maybe when I was four or five years old I would already be collecting so many rocks and stones and different minerals really and I would yeah oh my (laughs) My mom had to stop me from collecting these rocks because she was like girl why are you collecting rocks (laughs) what are you gonna do with these stones Because I brought so many of them home and I put them everywhere. Yeah. And um, I just felt as though like each one had its own personality. And it's funny looking back and now that my business is all about crystals and my life involves so many crystals. That's kind of where it started. I've always felt naturally drawn to anything that I felt had a certain energy or vibration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you say you're like very sensitive to energy? A hundred percent. Yeah, I am definitely, I've always been the type of person who would see an object or meet a person and I would pick up on their energy and I would know whether I feel as though, you know, this energy is one that I can talk to very easily or this energy is one, you know, that friend that you can be with and you can be in complete silence, but it's not awkward. Yeah. It's just like you guys yeah. are both chilling. You guys don't have to talk all the time, but it's the good exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So I feel as though I've always been able to sense really quickly in which category I felt 
people or items would fall. So I've always kind of had this feeling when I'm yeah. just around things that I can almost like categorize it. Yeah, that's amazing. I bet that comes in handy like when you're dating. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Right? Just more rules to love, yeah. more complicated ones. <laughs> I mean, do you think that this ability that you have is something that you're born? It sounds like you were born with it, but do you think other people can learn to be connected in the same way that you are? I definitely feel like we're all connected in a way mm -hmm. and I'm saying this because I feel as though your intuition is something that's very natural because if you yeah. look at history with human beings I mean before we had all this technology before we were using modern ways of tracking time mm -hmm. I mean humans had to rely on their intuition and their instinct because at the end of the day I mean the moon rules so many parts of us. It yeah. rules our emotions. It's kind of like a part of the divine feminine. It has healing energy. And animals today, they still are ruled by the moon and they still use the moon for their day-to-day -day tasks. Yeah. And I mean, we're still ruled by the moon we as are. well, our cycles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I definitely feel as though we're all connected. We can all tune into our intuition. I just think it's kind of like a muscle. You have to exercise it and you have to just use it on a regular basis and do so intentionally in right. order to figure out what intuition is to you. So you might have a weird gut feeling and somebody else might hear kind of like whispers while a third person might see a flashing light. So yeah. I think it's just about figuring out what this kind of intuition or psychic side of you means to you as an individual. Mm -hmm. So what, which one are you? Do you hear or do you? Um, I kind of really feel as though it depends on the setting. Okay. So when I'm, yeah, when I'm filming videos, I feel as though I'm more of like a clear sentient kind of person. I feel like the um, emotions are just really what I'm getting mm -hmm. out of the cards. Whereas when I'm, for instance, out in the nature, I feel as though I can almost hear things or Got see it. things. Got it. That's amazing. Yeah, so, you actually get feelings from the card. Yeah, I feel as though um, it's like from the card and just from being in that zone. Okay. Because... For me, I kind of like to get in my zone, and that's when I feel things just flushing through my body. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you first started doing these readings? Um, I feel as though as a kid when I was collecting, like, the rocks and everything. Yeah. I would kind of already tell stories with <gasps> the rocks. <laughs> so, Shut up. That is so yeah. cool. <laughs> so I would kind of, like, already make up in my mind what like each rock meant what kind of story that each rock had so I didn't use cards until a lot later mm -hmm. but I used other things where I had their own meanings just made up in my head that I then used yeah 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 do you have a process of like channeling these messages yeah so it kind of depends a little bit on the day so okay. if I have already done a meditation in the morning and I feel as though I'm already kind of in the zone, I just go with it. If I feel like I'm ready, I just sit down, take a moment of silence, and I just kind of start working with the cards by just figuring out which deck feels right, mm -hmm. which crystals feel right, shuffling them, and already that is kind of like a process on its own where you'll take a deck out, feel as though it's not the right one, put it away and kind of make your way through to a point where you feel like, okay, this setting is right. But of course, some days I will sage my space. Got some it. days I'll need a little more meditation. So I really just do it depending on how I feel. There's mm -hmm. not like a set in stone kind of routine. Yeah. So whatever you're feeling that day is like going to give you the best connection yeah I kind of just go with how I sense things that mm -hmm. day so if I feel very um kind of sensitive I will take 
a little bit of time just to distance myself from my own emotions mm -hmm. because I don't want those to be a part of the readings. Got um, it. Yeah. So also, of course, if I like use the decks prior, mm -hmm. I will sage them just to make sure that I feel as though this space is cleansed and yeah. ready to just be objective, you know? Yeah. I've heard about that. I've heard that, like, you're supposed to cleanse the decks each time. Yeah, so it definitely feels as though cleansing it every time can be a lot, but mm -hmm. I think it also depends what you're doing with your cards. So if you're the only one who's using them, uh, I think it is okay to go without cleansing for as long as you feel like there is no unwanted energy on your tools, be it your crystals or your cards. Mm -hmm. But... If you're, for instance, doing readings with clients face to face, I would recommend to cleanse each deck that you use. Got it. Because, you know, just to set a kind of neutral and fresh scene for yeah. every person. Yeah. So it depends how you use them. Yeah. Yeah. When you do readings for clients and the cards aren't particularly good, how do you relay that information in a way that's empathetic to their situation mm -hmm. it's tough it's definitely tough because you don't want to scare anybody but right. at the same time you want to be honest because you want to warn them about a potential um, challenge in yeah. their life yeah so yeah i definitely feel as though you kind of need to just be transparent yeah or that's at least how i do it yeah i just say very upfront, um, I don't want you to worry. Mm -hmm. Because often, for instance, if you have the death card, it doesn't mean literal death. Yeah. <laughs> often what it means is just the ending of a cycle and the ending of a, a cycle or relationship, a connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have probably both experienced this. It can be painful. Yeah. But when you have that fresh start, I mean, you look back and you think to yourself, that just had to come to an end. Yeah. A lot of it deals with, like, yeah. end of, like, a karmic cycle, especially when it pertains to, like, yeah. a relationship, huh? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. How do you make sure that, you know, you, in your day-to-day -day life, stay connected to the universe in the best way possible? Do you yeah, do, like, a um, routine every morning or...? Yeah, well, I have different things that I keep track of every day, so... Because I run my own business, sometimes things can get a little chaotic. Yeah. So it's not always, I mean, as you know, it's not always possible to have a fixed kind of um, schedule. Right. It's whatever so, fires come up that needs to be put out that day sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You completely understand what I mean. So I noticed that when I can't do a routine, it's just the most beneficial for me to write down the different things that I want to do in a day mm -hmm. in order to stay connected. So every day I will either work out or at least go for a very long walk with my dogs. Mm -hmm. um, I will definitely meditate. That is one of the things that I like to do in between tasks as well. Okay. Just to kind of like refresh my mind and make sure that I'm not taking energies from one task into the next. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so another thing that I do is I work with my cards and my crystals every single day just to make sure that I kind of stay in shape when it comes to readings. Yeah. And um, yeah, just reading is a another big thing. I feel as though informing yourself, expanding your knowledge consciously finding ways to be better, more open-minded, mm -hmm. and kind of less judgmental. That is a way in which I feel like I am not only connecting to the universe, but also to other people, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we need to keep in mind we're all humans. We all have struggles, and we all have kind of this vibration at this point in time. Um, the Earth has a different vibration than maybe four months ago, you know, yeah. life always feels different. And I definitely right. feel like it's a collective thing. If the whole world feels depressed, it's somehow in the air. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel like it's, um, it's something where you not only connect to the universe, but also with other people. 100%. Yeah. The earth definitely is vibing not on the same frequency that it was in 2019. No, it's definitely something else. And 
people who are sensitive can can feel it people who are connected to their intuition and their bodies yeah yeah can you tell our listeners some of the biggest signs the universe is trying to communicate with them yeah so i feel as though one of the things that a lot of people struggle with that i struggle with myself Mm -hmm is when you want something really badly. So you want to start, for instance, a business, a new kind of business, or you're really attracted to somebody and you want it to work out. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of pushing a little harder than you should and you know it. Yeah. But you're still wanting to go for it and the universe pushes back and pushes back and you end up, for instance, not being able to start the business for whatever reason or Mm -hmm. you know that person all of a sudden the connection falls apart right and you're heartbroken meanwhile this entire time there were red flags there were signs that this is not meant for you at this point in time yeah and I feel as though so many of us as I said including myself we sometimes try to fit a puzzle piece into a space that it will just never belong in. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on, you know, the things that flow freely in our lives. So I definitely feel as though the biggest signs is to also look into synchronicities. If there's something that keeps popping up, the same number, the same Mm -hmm. symbol, and you feel as though it's deterring you from something that you may have already thought in your heart isn't right, but you don't want to admit it. Mm Mm-hmm just listen to it because many times your intuition is right and that gut feeling was the thing that you should have listened to that's yeah and that's also why like when people talk about manifestation that it's so important to manifest and then let go yes so you're not clinging to that and trying to make it work so badly i agree with that just because uh when you're clinging then there's a resistance again yeah friction yeah you're very popular on youtube like you girl you your channel is is big (laughs) and it deserves a lot more views i swear because it's so good thank you what was it like for you to upload your first video do you remember that and did you anticipate this kind of success it's actually a very funny uh, story with my YouTube channel because I've had a channel for probably about 10 years, but I never thought that this would be something that I do as my livelihood, as my everyday thing. And the thing is just that I never thought of sharing things that were more spiritual or deeper on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So at first, YouTube was kind of a platform where I would connect about things that I felt I should be doing. So it was really coming into my authentic self when it comes to my YouTube career, because at the beginning, I don't think I was authentic, but I was also still figuring out who who I am as a person because I was a teenager. So yeah, I mean, trends happen and you think you need to talk about them or follow them or broadcast them on your channel. Yeah, meanwhile, it was just never really meant to be which is what I noticed when I started taking it more seriously because I've always had this feeling that I wanted to be an entrepreneur but also help people I Mm -hmm. really wanted to provide value for others and um, that's when I realized like hey why don't I find a way to do this on YouTube yeah another makeup routine is not going to help as many people yeah as I could right these yeah with these sort of gifts or my intuition that I have so that's when I started um, doing tarot readings on YouTube and when I uploaded that first tarot reading I was terrified (laughs) really yeah I was very scared because I had amassed a small following not Mm -hmm. a big following but a small one and um, people knew me more for things that went into the category of more fashion and lifestyle yeah so it was really nerve-wracking and for the first little bit I definitely felt as though people were confused (laughs) in a way yeah, they were like, we didn't know she could do this. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. So it was very liberating at the same time. And I knew that this was this was it because yeah. in the past I would be very tired trying to film videos that had to do with content that was maybe not as spiritual or as emotionally deep. It would really wear me out, which yeah. is quite interesting considering you think more spiritual things would wear you out emotionally. But I felt as though I was thriving filming these tarot readings and I could do them every single day. That's when you know it's right. It's because everything kind of just clicks. Exactly. Your company, based on Mm -hmm. crystal jewelry and accessories, such as water bottles, it's gorgeous, by the way. Can you explain to our listeners what crystals are and what they can do for us? Because I don't think as much as it is a trend right now, and especially because I lived in LA, everybody like knew about them. But outside mm-hmm. of, you know, our community and, um, like, I guess the LA New Age community, nobody really fully understands what it does. So it's very interesting because on one hand, you know, crystals are solid material. Mm-hmm. They have this atomic components within them that are arranged in this very ordered microscopic way almost like different grids, right? right? They have a structure. So that's what ha- what's happening on a molecular basis. So because there are different structures, each crystal has a different kind of look. And these different structures also contribute to crystals holding a different vibration. Because within these atomic components, there's constantly movement, you know, it's they're constantly kind of particles that are rotating really? around the center. Yeah. So while a crystal may seem like it's um, solid, it's actually constantly in motion. So that's what people say is, you know, the vibration. And that's where we come to the healing aspects and what crystals can do for us. So because each crystal with its own individual kind of structure internally mm-hmm holds a different kind of vibration, you can say that, for instance, a smoky quartz is great for clearing negative energy, Mm -hmm. or a black tourmaline is great for protecting you against electromagnetic fields. So it really is um, a science of its own, as Mm -hmm. you will, but at the same time, there's still so many studies that I feel need to be done in order to just confirm this, that, you know, they have their own individual strengths and that we can actually bring them a little more into the mainstream just to help support people on on their journeys because yeah. they're not only beautiful but also soothing. Yeah. Is that sometimes yeah. like when I meditate with them, I do feel a buzzing. Yeah, so that could be, for instance, your body picking up on the vibration of the crystal. Mm-hmm. It could also be you kind of uh, feeling cleansed or the crystal helping your energy become centered again because they have a constant vibration. So be- yes, there's this kind of movement, there's this vibration, but their their vibration is constant, whereas yours fluctuates a little more depending on what mood you're in and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So they're really good in keeping a stable vibration, a stable wave pattern kind of, um, which can help rebalance you. I always get confused between cleansing and charging them. So how do we take care of our crystals and why is it so important for us to take proper care of them? On one hand, I would say taking proper care of them ensures that they stay beautiful. So even okay. if your crystal, you just purchased it because you like its look, you like the way it decorates your home. Mm -hmm. It's important for you to make sure you don't leave it in direct sunlight because that will make your crystal fade. Oh, wow. Yeah. And of course, don't clean it with any kind of harsh chemicals because some crystals are formed kind of in the crust of the earth while other crystals are formed in different ways through types of erosion and so on. So they can be soluble depending on what kind of uh, crystal grid we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the difference between cleansing them and charging them is that 
when you cleanse them, you kind of take away any unwanted emotions and energies that you may have on the crystal. So if you worked with a crystal and you were speaking to somebody or to yourself about emotional trauma that you've been through in your past or that you're going through right now, you may feel like this crystal has soaked up a lot of things, mm -hmm. a lot of energies that you maybe don't want it to be vibrating with. Right. So that's when you cleanse your crystals and make sure that they solely have the energy that they're supposed to radiate, right? Which is their stable energy. Um, and when you're charging them, you're kind of putting an intention on them. So you can charge them with the intention of manifesting wealth, of manifesting more health and happiness into your life. And um, this can all be done in different ways. So you can cleanse crystals with sage by putting them out in the sun or moonlight for a little bit, depending okay. on how strong it is, but not for too long. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you can also just hold them under running water that will cleanse your crystals of any unwanted energies as well. And then you would take them to the next step of charging them. Mm -hmm. So when you're meditating next time, you could put that intention on your freshly cleansed crystal, God. the intention that you desire. Yeah. The new moon is great for wishes, for new moon wishes, and okay. the full moon is great for cleansing. Got it. Okay. I definitely feel as though however you want to use crystals, whether they're just for aesthetics, that is completely up to you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why humans are drawn to crystals. I mean, when you put a crystal in front of somebody's face, their eyes just light up. Right. It's beautiful. And that's one thing that I think we all agree on, that they're just, in a way, fascinating. Whether yeah. we believe they're healing or just aesthetically beautiful, I think we can all agree that they're just something that is mysterious and at the same time just exudes so much beauty that we can not look away <laughs> yeah do you like travel with your crystals too what are some tips that you have for traveling with them so that they don't break because i actually broke a crystal in half flying oh no yeah oh. so yeah well that's a tricky one because um when you travel and fly mm -hmm. you have to be really careful if you have for instance a crystal that is still on the bedrock which is also known as matrix so you know how crystals are sometimes derived from the main stone that uh -huh. they were on so sometimes that can kind of still be a part of the crystal so then you have two structures so they break more easily when yeah. you're traveling with a bigger piece like yeah. that it really depends also on um, the kind of um, texture that it's made up of okay. so if you have for instance, a small round rose quartz, it's going to be a lot less brittle than if you have a bigger black tourmaline, for instance. Got it. So I definitely feel as though with traveling, my little tip would be to take small stones, polished stones in a yeah. little pouch. Okay. And just bring them along with you that way if it's okay with you if you leave yeah. some bigger, nicer pieces at home. Yeah, yeah like the tumbled stones. Or the palm stones. Yeah. yeah. Do you travel with any? Yeah, so I would take a little pouch with some of the smaller versions of mm -hmm. the bigger crystals that I really enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. another thing that I like to travel with is just a little miniature set of my tarot cards. Got just it. because I, I just enjoy it. I yeah. mean... Aside from the aspect of kind of reading messages, I truly enjoy just working with them. Yeah. How has um, the universe helped you in the success of your YouTube channel and in boat life? I feel as though the universe is kind of something that is the universe to me. Of course, some people will believe in God yes. or they will believe that there is just an energy around mm -hmm. that they can't really put their finger on. So I think it's very important to not kind of discriminate or feel as though yeah. those things have to be separate. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely feel as though what really helps or helped me with 
But coming to the point that I'm at with my YouTube channel as well as my business is kind of believing in the good in the world and believing in putting out good and attracting the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though the universe has helped me in the way of coming to terms with the fact that it's okay to be spiritual and at the same time like some of the nice things, some right. of the finer things. Yeah, um, I feel like it has made me a lot more accepting to failures as well because, mm -hmm. I mean, as you know, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're out there grinding, there will be times where you stumble across difficulties where yeah. you stumble across challenges yeah. and um, the difference between making it and failing is really just getting back up it's really just trying again yeah and yeah. listen you'll hear the most no's and rejection in your life when you are an entrepreneur when you're yes. trying to create something and I agree you said it 100% right. Like the difference between making it and quitting is literally choosing and deciding to not let that stop you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And just kind of also getting out of your own way. That's one thing that I feel as though just believing in um, a higher vibration or kind of a higher plan for myself has helped me with just getting out of my own way, not letting fears and procrastination take over life because often we don't realize what a big effect these things have on mm -hmm. our success. Yeah. So it's definitely important to just kind of stay on track yeah. with, um, with allowing yourself to just be divinely guided because often you know what you need to do. Right. But you're, you don't always want to do it yeah. or you feel uncomfortable to do it. Yeah. So I feel... Yeah, you just kind of need to step aside sometimes and let your soul kind of go on auto autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Are there any messages that you'd like to give our listeners for the rest of 2020? So actually, I have my tarot deck right in front of me. Oh my goodness. So I thought I would just do a little live reading so we can see exactly what messages are out here for listeners oh my god thank you so much this is amazing don't worry about it i'm excited to be able to provide a few messages here so we have the eight of acorns we okay. have the nine of feathers as well as the five of feathers so um we have two cards here of the suit of feathers which connects to air signs okay so air signs are the signs that have to do with communication they're all about what's happening mentally okay so one thing that i see here in the nine of feathers in particular for the rest of 2020 is to kind of focus on shifting your perspective okay. so i see that self-empowerment is something that is really important and i think it is accurate with where we're at in the world right now, mm -hmm. especially in correlation to the five of feathers, because the five of feathers is all about being strategic and resilient. Okay. If there's one thing we need to be in 2020, it's definitely being resilient. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely also strategizing on how to be safe and keep our sanity, but at the same time, not deprive ourselves too much, right? And then in the nine of feathers, I definitely feel as though we can all focus on self-empowerment by not feeling like all our freedom has been stripped away this year or things are just out of our control. Yeah. Because keep in mind, there are a lot of people who have been through times of um, kind of physical imprisonment or captivity, but... What kept them going was that they were emotionally free, that they were emotionally empowered and mm -hmm. liberated. Because you see that with so many people who have, for instance, been incarcerated for a crime that they didn't commit. And right. when they end up coming back out, they say the only thing that kept them going was really kind of changing their perspective, right? Yeah. And being resilient. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lastly, in the Eight of Acorns, I see that for the listeners for the rest of 2020, focus on where you're putting your energy because sometimes we put a lot of our energy 
on our fears and worries. And that's where we'll amass results from. So mm -hmm. make sure that you're not allowing any of your energy to flow into the things that you don't want and that your energy is only flowing into what you do want because the results can go either way. You know, like if your energy is flowing towards your fears, mm -hmm. then your fears are going to be more of your results. Right. But that's that's going to be energy, what manifests. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we often don't notice when we're doing that. So that is one of the most important things for listeners for the rest of 2020. Make sure that you're focusing on where your energy is flowing, because that is where you're going to be able to get your results from. Oh, my God. See, so on point. Oh, I'm glad time. it resonated. <laughs> it, it resonated so much because we're recording this in the midst of the coronavirus and there's a bunch of lockdowns in basically almost every single country in the world right now and people are truly struggling. I can see it being so damaging for people that are so used to sticking to a routine to have that stripped away from them. They can feel completely lost. And that sense of empowerment and shifting the perspective and trying to strategize even staying healthy, like you said, or even for us, we have to strategize how to work in a completely new environment where we can't really leave the house and still try to make, you know what I mean, ends meet. And maybe it's time to strategize that side hustle. It's 100% what's going on right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Also realizing that maybe you should empower yourself to the point where you put energy into your dreams, yeah. that side hustle, the thing you've always wanted to do. Because one thing that is definitely happening is that a lot of people have the rugs swept from under their feet and... It can kind of teach you moving forward that maybe it's good to rely on different kind of sources for emotional support, financial support, and to not be afraid to diversify because sometimes we're so afraid of failing when we try to make that side hustle work or we try to find another way to deal with emotional things that we never start. But then when something happens to our main game, our main income, our yeah. main way of doing yeah. life, that's when we realize how vulnerable we are. Yeah. So I definitely feel as though this year can make a lot of people more resilient mm -hmm. and actively aware of just how resilient they can be as long as they allow themselves to be. Yeah. Oh my God. So that was, that was beautiful. And that was exactly, <laughs> I think what, definitely what I needed. And I'm sure a lot of listeners needed to hear that as well. I'm glad I could uh, do a, a quick reading and provide some insight. <laughs> so what's the advice you have for anybody who would like to be doing what you're doing now? Tarot reading, YouTube, building a business? One of the things that I would advise anyone to do who wants to start conducting readings, start a channel or a business and have it actually be successful to mm -hmm. be able to say to yourself, I can do this full time if yeah. I want to, is to be consistent. That is something that's very important. Yeah. And that is something that I really respect you for. Thank um, you. You've been very consistent with your podcasts. And it's amazing to see how far you've come. And it's all down to how consistent you are, how diplomatic you are with these things. Thank you. So, Thank you. Yeah, That's you're definitely somebody to look up to when it comes to that. Oh, my God. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> Furthermore, I definitely feel as though another thing, like you said before, is being okay with rejection, mm -hmm. knowing mm -hmm. that the worst thing that can happen is a no. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I would advise people to actually start getting addicted to rejection because with every rejection you're a step closer to yes yeah you're a step closer mm -hmm. to actually creating something that you feel is coming in the right direction because at the beginning it'll be very hit or miss yeah you might try different ventures and notice that it's not really for you so I definitely feel like the beginning stages is the most difficult as you're figuring out 
what you want to do, what resonates with you,、mm-hmm. and also how to bounce back. Bouncing back is definitely the most important thing, in my opinion. Using rejection as fuel is definitely one of the biggest lessons you will learn as an entrepreneur, and also to really care less about what people think. Yes,、That's, I agree. That's a big one. Yeah, because okay,、um, I'm gonna give a quick example. Like, yeah, with my Instagram, I used to never tag the brands of clothes, and there would be so many people that would be like, you know, to grow your Instagram, you have to tag the brand of clothes that you're wearing, all of this, and like hashtags、mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was so I wanted to. It wasn't anything like me personally. I did or did not want to tag a brand, but it was like. People are gonna think I'm so desperate that I'm like、yeah. hashtagging or if I'm tagging brands and stuff like that. And at the end of the、mm-hmm. day, it's like, listen, their thought it has nothing to do with you growing your brands. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. So you have to do what's right for your brand and your business. If Instagram's your business, do what's right for your for that. If YouTube is your business, do what's right for that. Stay in tunnel vision because as soon as you start to Care too much what people think. You start to not move out of the best interest for yourself and your growth. Yeah, those are some really, really wise words、yeah. of advice. Yeah, and I saw you hit 10k on your Instagram, and you deserve, girl. Your pictures are off the fucking chain. You need way more followers. I don't understand. You're gorgeous. I'm like, what is no? And I literally, I told you, I was like, you deserve a hundred thousand more, girl. It's Aww, coming. They're coming.、So、they're coming. They're coming. I'm not、so、worried.、Kind. Well, <laughs> I definitely need to embrace more of what you're saying as well, because those were that was one of the biggest things that held me back when yeah. doing yeah. these readings. Because the first time I was so afraid, I was afraid of what people would think, and that's the honest truth. So、yeah. the more you kind of don't care about that, and the more you put out there, yeah, the more you're gonna find your tribe as、yeah. well. Exactly, and it's like I definitely understood what you were saying too, because you—it was harder for you to make that change because you already had a following prior、mm-hmm. to making that change. So you're like, okay, now if I'm going to switch it up, am I going to lose everybody? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And what you、so. have to, what we both have to realize, because I used to be the girl with the Instagram account made specifically for the boys. Girl, it was a lot of lingerie <laughs> pictures, bikini pictures. It was not a lot of like fashion, like not a lot of pictures of me in dresses, you know.、Um, mm-hmm. And it started to not be enjoyable for me anymore, for、yeah. you know a lot of reasons, and so. For both of us, I think as soon as we started moving in a way that was authentic to us,、mm-hmm. it got to a point where it was like, if you don't want to follow me because I'm doing something that's true to me, feel free to leave.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you also need to keep in mind that、um, what attracts masses of followers very quickly is often not always the best attention because.、Yeah. Often the kind of attention that has longevity also takes longer to build. You、exactly. know, so it takes a longer time to build an audience of people who want quality and inspirational content、mm-hmm. than, for instance, content that is only funny or only sexy. Yeah, things like that. So、yeah. I definitely feel as though, yeah, it takes longer to build, but the longevity and Also, people taking you more seriously. Yeah, is there when you take the time to do that? Yeah, yeah. It's harder work, but it's worth it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, and it's about anything you're obsessed with right now. So it could be like a show, a book,、um, a song. It could be anything at all. What's yours?、Hmm. Well, aside from Tiger King. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, seriously, seriously obsessed、um, with it. Yes,、uh, seriously obsessed with it. But、um, aside from that, there is definitely kind of、um, a weekly weakness for mine,、mm-hmm. where I'm trying to exchange. Current weaknesses with new ones. Okay. So trying to exchange, for instance. Uh, having unhealthy breakfasts or breakfasts that are not as healthy as I want them to be, with 
like a routine that will make it easier for me to make better life choices. I love that. So I know that weekly weaknesses, it could be one thing. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's kind of keeping track of how I can turn my weaknesses into a bit more of a uh, positive. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think you understand what I mean. So yeah, just trying to build a habits and routines that can stay in place even when I'm really stressed or even when I'm going through something emotionally and just not have me um, completely fall off of certain things that I like to keep up with. Yeah. Tell our listeners where they can find you and your amazing products and where they can find you if they want to do like a reading. So you can find me on YouTube or Instagram under the name Vanessa Samina. Mm-hmm. So Samina mm-hmm. is spelled S-O-M-U-A-Y-I-N-A, Samina. And my website is buildabolife.com. I'm going to link um, <laughs> your Instagram, your YouTube, and your website in the show notes. Oh, thank you, Nicole. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming on today, girl. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to speak to you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Vanessa Semina. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, please give me five stars on iTunes. Leave me a nice little review. If you guys have criticism, hit my DM. Let's just not put that out on iTunes, okay, and ruin my ratings. I've had some haters on the reviews, and it's just, I mean, it's okay. I don't care. But let's just not make it any worse than it already is, yeah? (laughs) So five stars only, please. And thank you so much again for coming to hang out with me this week, and I'll catch you guys next Friday on Vibing in Valentino. Bye.